1: Basketball teams are entering the final month of their regular season and it's time for a push to the playoffs, baby. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, there are others fighting and scraping and clawing for their chance to chase the golden trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rate sportsbook app, is ready to put you in center of all the action and turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 bets is simple. Just pick any basketball team to win their next game and if during that game your chosen team hits a three you bring home $100 in free bets that's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing hitting a three they don't even have to win the game all they got to do is hit one from 23 feet or farther and it's $100 in free bets This year's teams have been hitting threes at unprecedented pace. So get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the, dra- downloaded the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a 3. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11 time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears, talking Hershey Bears, AHL hockey, and all the hockey news that matters to this hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I know, it's not Monday, yet, here we are. That's right, boys and girls, I'm giving you a little midweek bonus episode, because, well, we got news, and my friends, the hockey machine never sleeps. You see, we're hitting about the last month-ish of the season for not only the AHL and the NHL. I know, where does the time go? It seems like just the other day we were all so excited that Bears hockey was coming back in a few weeks and the NHL was back up and running in the cold doldrums of winter. And now here we are. Early April and we're staring down the barrel of one month left in the season. But this weekend for me, boys and girls, will be rather busy. We've got hockey, got WrestleMania, we've got the trade deadline coming in this weekend, And even though I do have the following Monday off, it's just, ugh, it's all too much for me. So, with a good amount of news, and already the boys playing at the time of this recording played just earlier tonight, why the hell not? Why the hell not drop a bonus episode, midweek episode for all of you? Now, don't get used to this. Do not get used to this. Because... It's, this is not always going to happen. I'm doing this because there's going to be a, actually a good amount we're going to go through here. And this will be, I'll try to keep this at like 20 minutes to a half an hour, but we'll see where this goes. As usual, we are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you to them for bringing on this hack with a microphone and a big imagination. They have a podcast for every hockey team, including now the American Hockey League. ...in this podcast. Don't forget also, boys and girls, that when this podcast... ...drops on Thursday morning... ...to check out the Caps Chirps podcast... ...where yours truly... will be on talking Hershey Bears... ...and Washington Capitals... ...and we just go... ...for 45 healthy minutes... ...talking about Capitals and Prospects... ...we just go. I may have a little beer in me when we're doing this... ...but it's 45 minutes of just go... So, check them out as well. Be sure to like and sub to them as well. So, alright. Enough of kissing, Caps Chirps, but let's get right into it. Earlier this week, the Hershey Bears actually had some news drop. And actually one that really surprised me because all the way back in October, I didn't think this was going to happen. It didn't look like this was going to happen. But, we go Dateline KHL. The Washington Capitals, this is from HersheyBears.com, announced today that re- they have reassigned defenseman Alex Alexiev from the Salavat Yulev Ufa in the KHL, that's Russia, to the Hershey Bears. The announcement was made by senior vice president and general manager Brian McCullen. Alexiev is expected to join the Bears soon a- after he travels to Hershey and undergoes a mandatory quarantine. Alexiev, 21 years old, uh, played 55 games with the Yulev Ufa, I, I'm horribly botching this, this season, and has registered 16 points, 8 goals, and 8 assists. He ranks 2nd among defensemen on that club in scoring and overall, oof, and he was ninth in the team on points and appearing in 9 playoff games with the club tallying 1 assist. He stands at 6'4", 210 on roller skates and played 58 games during his rookie professional year last year, accumulating 21 points, 8 goals, and 18 assists in 58 games. The St. Petersburg, Russia native, led Hershey defenseman in games played and ranked third among plus-minus before the world shut down. He was drafted by the Capitals, a first-round pick, 31st overall in the 2018 draft. I should know. I may have posted to the Hershey Bears fan club page when he was drafted. I did not expect him to join the Bears so soon. So, why is this a surprise? Because he went over to Russia back in September. And given the way the world was at that point, and given the way the world still is, I didn't think he'd be coming back. Because in the Swedish league, Bobby Nardella is there too. Irish baby who is a big time defensive key piece for this team and so is Alexia both of them are but I thought he was just going to stay over in Russia stay over there till May season's done hang out over there hopefully get vaccinated and uh, we'll see you in summer mandatory quarantine we'll get you vaxxed over here and away you go that's what I thought was going to happen but now it appears Alexiev will join us. <laughs> as good as this team has been already, that's just another piece being added. It's like adding a machine gun to a battle cruiser. It's not really needed. It's just extra firepower. So hopefully we get to see him this weekend as we head into this weekend's slate of games. But just very surprising to see Double come over. And I'm glad he is. I love the kid. He has really good hockey smarts. I think him and Fiviari have real legitimate chances of being future capitals down the line once we get through the expansion draft and all that. So, Alexiev, welcome back to Hershey there, buddy boy. We'll give you some chocolate once you get through quarantine. We promise. But the boys weren't done yet. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Also announced back on Monday... Hunter Shepherd was recalled from the South Carolina Stingrays. Also from HersheyBears.com. Hunter Shepard 25 has recorded a 6-5-1-1, 14 games with the Stingrays this season. He posted a 284 goals against average and a 9-15 save percentage and was named goaltender of the month for December, collecting a 2-0-1 record to open his professional career with a 1.89 goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage in that span. The 6'1", 210 goaltender signed an NHL contract with the Bears last June after a prolific college career with Minnesota Duluth. He is a Minnesota boy from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, helped guide the Bulldogs to -to back-to-back NCAA championships in 18 and 19. The Netminder started an NCAA record 115 straight games. Good God. He's a workhorse. He's a work bear now, but he's a workhorse. I love it. He worked 115 straight games from October 21st, 2017 through March 7th, 2021. Good granny. Uh, Let's see here. It's just going over more and more of his college stuff. Uh, let's see, he finished his college career at 76-37-5 and five, and his first all-time in Minnesota-Duluth in wins, goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts, 17 shutouts, three-time Mike Richter Award finalist, and a three-time NCHC selection in his illustrious career. Huzzah! Huzzah! Applause all around. Now, Hunter Shepard was brought up last week and, well, not last week, but a couple weeks ago, and that's when I went on my mini-rant, thinking, oh, there's something going on here. The Bears are going to do something. Somebody's going to get traded. If I'm Phoenix Copley, I look over my shoulder. Well, nothing came of it. Hunter Shepard was sent back down after a few days, and Billy Christopoulos was released from his PTO. Now, this puts three goaltenders with Hershey right now, for Collie, Copley, and Shepard. And this is a big 3 game weekend coming up that we just played Binghamton and Newark earlier tonight we've got the phantoms at the electrodrome on saturday and wilkesbury back at home on sunday maybe we give them a start against wilkesbury to see what the kid can do because we've only got a month left boys and girls we don't know what type of playoff system there will be hell at this point if there even will be one We've heard talks of regional um, playoffs, but there's going to be no Calder Cup. Well, first off, the northern border is still closed off to essential travel only. Canada is getting ravaged by Corona Chun. She has set up shop in Vancouver and has just kissed almost any player she's come across that wears Canucks blue and green. And the Charlotte Checkers opted out of this season, so it wouldn't be fair to have a so-called championship this year when the current reigning and defending champion hasn't had a game. So, who knows what hockey will look like for us Bears fans after May 16th. But this has been a bit of a pet peeve mine, boys and girls, with the Bears fan base. Because there is a silent minority and at times a vocal minority, or vocal majority, that thinks this season is meaningless. That it means absolutely nothing. There is no championship. There is no point. The only reason the Bears are skating are for profit and playing time with the kids. And while everybody is entitled to have their own opinion, I say... Shut up. This means something to the players. I'll tell you what. To any fan who has that such hot take, by all means, go put on a mask, get your temperature screened, go down to lo- to the locker room and tell every single player that. Go ahead, go into the locker room and tell them that. Tell them to stop playing hard because this season doesn't mean anything. I'm sure that'll go over well. Am I am I being a joke? Am maybe being a jerk? The point is, it means something to them. It really does. It may not mean anything to you, Bears fan, who's not coming out to Giants center because of mask or distance or you don't feel safe. And that's your decision. But don't let your own personal bias need to be reflected in these players. That just because a season doesn't mean anything to you, Bears fan, it means something to them. And for all of them that are not watching the season because of whatever, you are missing out on some damn good bump a crop of prospects. Connor McMichael, a star. Stades of Alexander Giroux bleeds through with this kid. We're, wa- we're watching Damien Riet get his first pro work. Protoss, same thing. Matt Molson teaching these youngins. Shane Gersich, Brian Pinho, Garrett Pilon all continuing to move forward. And that's why I'm hopeful, boys and girls. And Reese Wilcox and Rob Gara, they've been great. They've been serviceable as well. And that's why I hope this core sticks around when we get to October. Because the NBA has already stated they want full capacity. I imagine the NHL will too. Perhaps the AHL will as well. And that's a long way off, boys and girls. But this team, if we have a full-blown American Hockey League season in October, and the majority of this core and prospects come back, this team, I've said before and I will say it again, has a real chance to put a 12th up in the banners. End of rant. Sorry, I got distracted. Sorry about that, everyone. Let's move on, shall we? The Bears played Wednesday night as we go to Newark. To Newark, New Jersey, as the Hershey Bears take on the Binghamton Devils on a Wednesday night there in Newark. Hey, we can actually play there this time. So, this game had a lot um, going for it. Because for the Devils... There was a big-time debut happening in this game. There was a goalie that was debuting in this game. He has a legendary name on his back. He is the child of the great Martin Brodeur. Jeremy Brodeur made his Devil's debut. Son of Marty was there. And it was, it was interesting to see door on the back of a Devils jersey once again. It was really good to see that. And good luck to this kid. I I, I I really mean that. Good luck to him. It's just a darn shame you had to do that against us. And we are at it. They're in Newark. At RJW Barnabas Huckie Hoose. Just going at it. Lots of penalties in this game. And the Devils get into penalty trouble early and often. And the boys... Later on, in the first, not only get a power play, but get a five on three. and I'm watching this network work. and I'm just I'm just yelling like I'm telling a truck driver to back back up as a five on three is going on. bring it in, Bring it in! Because when you're on a five on three, you want to crunch in. you want to bring them in, suffocate the triangle, whatever they're playing, so you can get those quick, passes over and look for a pinball, a redirect, a deflection, whatever, and the goalie cannot even react to what's about to happen. Guard, God bless Jamie Brodor. Kid tried. He really did. But long shot in, and Matt Molson on a rebound, backhand pinballs off of Matt Tyson and into the net for his fourth power play goal of the year. And you know what that means, boys and girls. (laughs) It's 9 o'clock, everyone! (laughs) In Newark. Fourth power play goal of the year for Matt. He's starting to find that scoring touch, boys and girls. And it's spectacular. Love it. Uh, I think it was listed as unassisted at that point. Although Connor McMichael originally tried to do a winger shot, but didn't go through. But... What does it matter? The boys are up 1-0 in Newark. As we go at it, in the second second period, the Devils are able to answer on the power play of their own because, well, of course.
0: <sighs>
1: Actually, this is still in the first, my mistake. Um, the Devils go to work on their power play, and they get out to the point, and it goes down to a low wing to Dyson, who just throws a pass over, gets deflected by the guy in front, but it goes right over to Travis St. Denin, former Bridgeport Sound Tiger, kneeling, falling over, puts it in on, on the back post, backdoor scores. Power play goal for the New Jersey Devils. What am I saying? Power play goal for the Binghamton Devils as they go up. Well, not go up. They tie the game at 1-1. Second goal of the season for Travis St. Denis, And you, you can't give this Binghamton Devils team power play. You can't. Not with the weapons they have. Not with Dyson and Bogquist and Ball and St. Denis and Martell and Carrick. This team, they're a good, bad team. Just don't give them chances, especially on the power play. And as the period winds down, the boys, you know, start to start to challenge the Devils in the neutral zone a bit more because they know that's that's the Devils' game. Clog up the neutral zone and try to create turnovers. And with the Bears, they do know that with this
0: Devils team, because of their sort of hybrid mutant... Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: A neutral zone trap. That if you can power your way through it and not just power, but generate chances off of speed and creating a turnover in the neutral zone, you can get a really quick transition and throw this team off. You can create two-on-ones, 2 on nuns, or three-on-twos by disrupting the neutral zone. That's how they blew them out earlier in the season. And, well, it seems to work. As Shane Gersuch got into the zone, it's a two-on-one. Gersuch looking, looking, shot, scores! Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy did not speak on that. Jeremy did not save on that. I'm sorry, kid. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And it is two-one Hershey. It was a two-on-two-on-one, but Gersich called his own number into the net. Riley Sutter and Martin Fiviari picking up assists on the goal. And after the first period, the Bears were out shooting the Devils, seventeen to seven. Ufta, ufta. But then. The boys just keep piling it on. They throw another 18 shots on the goalie. 18. Are you kidding me? And the Bears are just relentless in this period. But credit to the to the Devils, who their forecheck got in there and created turnovers. A couple by Kale Kessie as well. Shane Gersich getting a little jumpy in his own zone. But Zach Fuseli said, he's okay, guys. I got this. And late into the period, the boys try to do a little bit of the devil's game, work below the goal line. Brett Leeson, big beefy Brents, just like, get off the puck. I got this. Got this, and just works the puck loose. Throws one in front. Can't get in. Protoss, looking for his go- third goal. Throws it in there. Can't get it. Mad scramble. Joe Snively picks up, wraps it around. door scores! Workman's goal in the crease. Jeremy swimming. He He's no clue. No clue where it is. Father, is that you? Nope. Joe Snively gets on the board with his. God, what was it for him? Anyway, anyway, I should know this, right? But I don't. <laughs> anyway, what does it matter? The Bears are up 3 1. Leeson with the assists. And Protoss gets his first AHL point. Congratulations to him. But in the third period, the Binghamton Devils just turn it on. Just slowly turn up the heat because, well, it is the Devils after all. And just putting shot upon shot. And You can tell they're getting frustrated. At one point, uh, they try to jam in front of uh, Fukali and not get get anything. And Dyson just comes in and tries to, like, twist the head off of Riot, And Rian's like, hey, hey, hey. And just pushes off of him. Pushing and shoving. Leeson's in there. Gersich is in there. He throws the gloves off. He throws the gloves off Gersich, Please stop doing this. We've been over this. Don't fight. We've been over this. But, but, but. Coincidental minors. two for you, two for you. Go to the box. And that's how it is. We got some four-on-four action for a while. But then, Brett... Sneely gets his third marker of the season to make it 3-2 with 8.20 to go in the third. Uno. He just, he was there. Right place, right time, in the slot, grips it, rips it, and puts it by Fukali. We have 40-plus shots in the game, and we're only up by one. Yeah. On a rookie goaltender who is Bro Brodor's kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, credit to the boys. They hold on and shut her down. And the boys pull out the victory. 21 saves for Fukali. Brodor stopped 47. Good on him. Good on the kid. As the Bears defeat the Binghamton slash Newark Devils 3-2 and held on for the win. It was very, very stressful at the end. I liked how Bears Twitter went... Now everybody can exhale and posted the graphic for Twitter. Never has there been more truth in advertising, ladies and gentlemen. So the Bears get the win and are now 7-1 against the Binghamton Devils this season. The boys went 9-1 on the power play, and the Devils went 1-4 on the power play as well. Hershey improves to 13-5-2 on the season. This was also Spencer Carberry's 300th professional goal he got 207 wins as the south carolina stingrays head coach and 93 wins as the bears head coach all this from hersheybears.com as well thank you spencer carberry for what you've done and the boys get the win so we're gonna take a short break and be back right after this on this bite-sized bears midweek here on the grit and barrett podcast So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the hockey troll, and that snack Polly cupcakes
0: every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content.
1: Tune in wherever you get your podcast, and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at CapsChirp. See you beauties and benders there. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Midweek-sowed and uh, thought this would be a mini-sowed, but more. But boy, we're just racking up minutes here. Why the hell not? This is a workhorse podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Blue Collar Strong or something like that. Something like that. No, wait. Heavy Machinery uses that. Anyway, let's move on. The trade deadline is on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Even in a COVID-shortened season as well, we still got to have the trade deadline madness. And oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, are we going to be off and running. Now, this Monday is a trade deadline. I think either 3 or 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And as always, to all who listen on the Hershey Bears fan club page, I urge all free agency spotters to please be ready at your posts throughout the weekend for any transactions that happen. This shouldn't be as frantic as in previous years, considering the flat cap, COVID shortened season, and blah, 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 blah. But still, one must be careful in this environment, because teams will still do trades. And boy, oh boy, did we have one drop tonight. While this doesn't involve the Bears, this is NHL-based and could still give you a bit of an idea what we are in for. We go Dateline Nassau from Twitter, from the Islanders' Twitter. Transaction the Islanders have acquired forwards Kyle Palmieri, Travis Sajak from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for A.J. Greer, Jobist, the Islanders' first-round draft pick and a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft, which will be next year. The first-round pick is for the draft in June. Also, the New Jersey Devils retain 50% of both Palmieri and Sajak's salaries while they are being shipped to Long Island. Now, let's break some of this down, ladies and gentlemen. First off, like we said, the Devils are getting... The Islanders first rounder this year and a fourth in next year. Now, when we say they retain the salaries, this means that even though New Jersey has shipped them out, this means New Jersey still got to pay them. That's not just like, hey, Islanders, completely take their contract. They're all yours now. See ya. It's no, 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 no. You're still paying child support. 50% you guys still pay. Fine. Whatever. Now, me personally, I think the Islanders got a little fleeced in this. I mean, Palmieri, yes. That's a great addition for them. And it seems like an all-in move to get somebody like him. Travis Sajak, mm, bottom six work. Why the heck not? You gave up a first this year, which given the Islanders' talent is probably a late first. A throwaway fourth pick. In next year's, and you're swallowing some of the salary. That's a lot to give up for two guys as well. So it seems like an all in move for the boys of Long Island. And in the division they're in, and in the th- three way dance for the top of the division that they're in, it's going to be needed. Because right now, it is looking like um, Islanders, Capitals, Penguins and Boston in the playoff four in the East. Now, not necessarily in that order, but that's the the Capitals are going to have their work cut out for them to get out of that division and into the uh, so called Stanley Cup four and all that to get out of the division. More than likely, the Capitals, they're going to have to play Pittsburgh at some point, most likely, or stare down the Bruins in the first round. The Bruins might be a one line team. But it's a hell of a one-line in Bergeron, Marchant, and Pasternak. And if that defense shows up for Boston, that, my friends, is when they become dangerous. But that's the first of many dominoes as we could be looking at the trade deadline moving forward. So, fun times on the trade deadline today moving forward. Now, we will end on this. We go to Facebook. That at the time of this recording, well, it's after midnight now, but on April 7th, about 20 years ago, April 7th, 2002, we said goodbye, well, the regular season goodbye, to the old barn. This was 20 years ago, we said goodbye to, to the Hershey Park Arena. And that building, my friends, has memories. So many memories in there that over eight, nearly 60 years of hockey was played in that building. Uncle Doc emceed that game. 60 years of tradition in wooden seats. A scoreboard, old timey whiny scoreboard. But with the way modern advances were going in in arenas, we just couldn't keep it going anymore. The Hershey Bears on their Twitter feed released a really nice two-and-a-half-minute video. Go look it up on Twitter. It's up there showcasing the environment at that said game. And this is one of the sad things about my fandom, ladies and gentlemen, was that I never experienced a game at Hershey Park Arena. I know, sad for me. I should have gone in my youth, but I didn't. That my late grandmother and grandpa told me that they had dates at the old barn, and I hope grandma is right in saying that, and that wasn't just the dementia talking. But I reached out to Bears Nation on the Hershey Bears fan club page and said, give me some of your memories from the old barn, and I'll use them on the podcast. And this was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast today because the amount of people that gave some of these memories on here are un freaking believable Brett D. Fay, uh, or Frey, says, way too memories to pick. In that game, the Bears... In that building, during Bears games, they had an, an electricity to it. Nothing else comes clo- to, close to it. Whether it was a sellout crowd or 3,000 fans on a snowy night, the old barn would always shake at its foundation when the Bears scored. Oh, believe me, I know. Uh, Nathan Kiskaden said, "Where where do I start? The 97 cup run, double overtime versus Kentucky, triple overtime versus Philly, Down 3-1 to Springfield? Oh, yes. Uh, Neil Little losing his lunch in the net? Oh, boy. But there was one that I wanted to ask him about. And that was, in 1996, the failed laser show. I went, failed laser show? I'm listening. Uh, He goes on to say, Hershey was awarded the 1996 All-Star Game last season with the Flyers affiliation before the Phantoms were born. They had laser light boxes hanging at various points of the glass in an attempt to do some sort of generic presentation of the skills competition at the All-Star Games, but all it was was just smoke and mirrors, literally. No lasers went off, somebody messed up. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Jim Montgomery was the lone Bears representative that season. J.F. LeBay was representing Comrade and was booed mercilessly for eliminating the Bears in 1995 with the Aces. Funny how it, he would become a Bear in the 1996-1977 season. Beautiful. Uh, Michael Schatt, C A, S C H A T T. I remember a seat cushion promotion on a night where the Bears were playing poorly and quite a few of those cushions end, ended up back on the ice. Um, to him, the Bears and the St. Saint Catherine Saints Brawl, Mike Stollers and Val James, the Bears winning the 50th game against the Maine Mariners in 1988. Ah, the old foe-foe-foe team. Karen Newfield says buying standing-room-only seats for cheap and walking around the loop on the first level as a teenager. Also, my grandma getting hit in the head with a puck at warm-ups, refusing to go to the med center, and the Bears training staff butter- butterflying her head because she didn't like to miss her Bears games. God bless. And, of course, the old organ. Amen. Uh, Scott Hippel. Uh... Anyone remember the fight between the Cornwall Aces and Hershey might have been 96. Garth Snow Spear, Jason Bowen and the Bears bench while he was fighting a guy from the Aces. Wade Bleak, there's a name, was with Cornwall and he got into a fight with, with Corey Bakina and uppercut him so hard his helmet flew into the stands. Okay, picks of that or else it didn't happen. 300 minutes of penalty minutes and they cut the second period short by five minutes and Dave Mishkin, current Tampa Bay lightning, uh, play by play guy was calling the action for all of that. And they actually posted the clip from uh, YouTube as well. Uh, Sherry Eggert. I'm lucky enough to work for Hershey entertainment resorts in the old barn. Totally amazed on how few restrooms there were they truly are spoiled at giant center. In many ways. She may not have any stories, but she loved seeing the Bears practice there. It is truly a great place. Amen. Hallelujah, sister. Uh, Matt Giorgio. At his first game, he was selected at the first intermission games. A a very late Mitch Lamoureux goal tied it, and the Bears wanted an overtime. Freddie Cassivi teaching at the Hartley Camp. An avalanche preseason game. There is no better arena. Hershey Park Arena is absolutely magical. And to top it all off, Mitchkin's voice, there was nothing better. This is all great stuff. And we're going to top it all off. Scott Hipple, not a great memory, but a memory all the same when his pat hip passed away in the lobby of the old barn. Wow. The bear staff and the bears treated him like gold and same to his family after his passing. And the and I'll tell you this, uh, they patched his name into the jerseys that year, that season, and we've lost many Bears fans due to this pandemic, not just to Corona Chun, but to other reasons as well. I lost my grandmother. My fiance lost her dad, and their memories will live on, ladies and gentlemen, because I believe that these people would want us to still live and take risks. I believe that with my grandmother. Hence why I kept this podcast going. But to everyone who sent in... Um, oh, I have to put this in. Jim Mertz, father to my to my friend, uh, Jesse. He remembers Van Boxmer, Rochester coach, throwing all the sticks onto the ice after a call he didn't like. Also, Scott Parker wreaking havoc against Kentucky... He thought he was actually going to kill someone. All lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. Yes, there was a fall game at Hershey Park Arena. Triple overtime against Philly that went to 12.30 in the morning, and the arena went nuts. All sorts of stories from the old barn. Memories that cannot be bought or anything. And thank you to Hershey Bears Nation for stepping up and presenting these memories. I am truly grateful to Bears Nation for putting out such great content on the podcast. And speaking of which, that's going to wrap it up for this midweek show. Your bonus midweek episode, ladies and gentlemen, of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you for listening and your downloads as well. Please like, subscribe, and share. It pleases the Algorithm Lords and keeps us going as well. Check me out on the uh, Caps Chirps podcast when that drops later today as well for more prospect and Capitals talk as well. New episode will drop on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, as I will recap the Bears weekend. As Red Green once said, keep your stick on the ice, and I'll catch you next time. Go Bears.